uh, chat to Rodney Ede about this All-Australian debate. Uh, picking the best players against perhaps picking the best player for that position. No genuine wingman picked in the All-Australian team. Christian Petrarca on a half-forward flank. Let's ask Rodney Ede what he makes it all. Uh, good morning, Rocket. Morning, Jacob. How are you, mate? All right? I'm good. Uh, how do we find you this morning? Uh, very well, thank you. Yeah, uh, a bit damp in Melbourne town, but... Uh but uh, other than that, pretty good, buddy. The All-Australian team was picked last night. Uh, now, I don't know if you've got mm. a strong view on this or not. You've played the game. Uh, the All-Australian team, should we pick the best players or should we pick the best player for the position? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I don't think there's a black and white answer, and I, but I think there's a bit of a compromise with it. Um, I suppose I like living in the grey sometimes, but um, I think there should be at least one wingman that plays wingman uh, during the year. I don't think you can pick a team full of midfielders as what they do. Um, and that's just picking the players with the best stats or who have the most influence. But persons uh, heard on uh, the TV last night, someone said, oh, whoever wins the Coleman medal should be full forward. And I heard you discussing the full forward before. Well, Kerno won the um, Coleman medal and he's not a full forward. So, because um, Harry Mackay is their full forward technically. So I think... There can be a compromise. I think some forwards, you know, if you've got two extreme forwards, um, as proved with Dunstall and Lockett played in a Victorian game together. So I think that's that's workable. But having so many midfielders is probably more the, the, the question for me. And I think one or two of those midfielders have got to miss out. And players who play in that position, whether it's a defensive forward, whether it's a tagger, or whether it's a winger, I think those guys, who, if they've had really good seasons, should be rewarded. Did you did you like the team that was picked last night, Rocket? Did, did you like the, the players that were selected? Twelve were picked for the first time, and Tom Hawkins' as captains raised a few eyebrows. Yeah, that's an interesting one. I don't... I know Franklin was captain the other year. I, I find it difficult that someone who doesn't captain their team captains the All-Australian at one. And two, and he might be a good leader, Tom, with all due respect, but... Playing at full forward, I, 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 yeah, I, I've got questions on that, to be honest. The only one for me, really, except a, a winger, if they've had a great, great season, is probably James Sisley. I reckon he's had a... And Tom Barras are the two defenders who have had great years. Um, and then missing out is probably... Be, now, that's probably where you can compromise. You can probably have one of them playing in the back pocket as the tall. I mean, they're not playing anyone. But I think they've both had terrific seasons. And uh, for them to miss out has probably been... A little bit of a, a little bit of a question mark. Um, whether Bontempelli could have got in, whether he's had a better year than Mills, um, and he 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 certainly would have been a, a captain of the of the team. So um, now there are some um, there are some, but I think it's always difficult when you're going to pick the best of. There's always going to be some players who miss out, or people think should have been there. Especially when you've got 18 teams, there's a lot of players going around. So it certainly is a difficult job. Remind me, Rocket, I'm pretty sure when the All-Australian team was first introduced, the idea was that that would be the team for an international rules game or a representative game in the event that there was one. Was that the idea originally when they started the All-Australian process? I think so. And I think they then played the international rules and didn't perform well because they knew it's a bit like cricket. Um, they was picking a test side, but then they got to play a 2020 game. Um, so they're not the right players were right for the international rules game. So I think that was the, the initial um, concept. I mean, there's always debate too, whether you pick two Ruckman, do you have a Ruckman on the bench? So there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of um, questions around how you pick the side, you pick it to play someone, you just pick the best players. I think there's a bit of a compromise. I think you, 
no, as I said, there's no black and white answer. You've just got to reward players who've had great seasons, but certainly don't disregard players who have been really good in a set position. Um, the, the, you know, example, a wing or a defensive forward. Rod, an extraordinary finish to the, the season last week with the Collingwood and uh, Carlton game and then the Western Bulldogs just scraping in and Fremantle missing out. It, it was an extra, uh, We got the right eight teams in there? Uh, <clears throat> I think Carlton are probably the ones that, I don't say deserve, I mean they didn't make it, but um, I think... Uh, I think now they started the honour. They've they haven't finished that well. Four and four and a, four from the last eleven or something like that. That they've only won. Um, the counter argument of that is <coughs> the Bulldogs have had a tougher draw because they finished second last year, and Carlton have had an easier draw. So that's the anomalies of the draw. It's always going to throw things up. I think I think Carlton shows that they um, can can actually compete with the best. Their last two games. I know they lost, but they but they could have easily won it. So they're the only team. I think the Bulldogs have been quite disappointing, to be honest. Um, uh, but they can cause some trouble. So um, they play Frio this week, and I think they're probably confident playing against Frio. But I think Frio should win it. So, but yeah, I, I think it's been a great season. It's uh, it's it's pretty even, uh, and I think it'll be I think it'll be a good final series. Rodney Eade is with us, former AFL player and coach. A big week of, of footy news. Uh, Rocket, since we spoke to you last, Alistair Clarkson, North Melbourne's new senior coach in Essendon, threw the, uh, the toys out of the cot looking for Clarko themselves. Now they've dug themselves a deeper hole. Ben Rutten's gone. Most of the board's gone. Um, just a word on it, on the stability that's now at North and the instability that's at Essendon. Yeah, I think uh, obviously, obviously the president did a really good job. Uh, she targeted the one person and must have sold it really well, and um, so that's where we're in life, and especially in sport, the word is hope, isn't it? If you've got hope, um, it can uh, uh, engender a lot of enthusiasm. I think uh, that'll be good for their financially, as in sponsors and supporters and uh, members that'll that'll come on board, um, and I'm sure it'll give confidence to the players. They'll be able to retain some players and maybe able to recruit some players. So, yeah, I think there'll be some good stability there, and I think. They'll head up the ladder. I mean, still fight. Now he's got five-year deal, so um, they won two. If you know, they'd be aiming, he probably won't be. But I reckon if they can win four to six games next year, it's a, it's a great effort. Um, with you know, with the view to to keep improving each year. Essendon, it's an interesting one. I I think the only thing that they've done wrong is Dave Burrow not telling Rutten what they were doing, and that caused a lot of stink, and that was poor. But as far as a crisis, I mean, their board members weren't aligned as far as the, the Clarks and Rutten uh, episode. They've gone, it happens, uh, move on. I, if I was an Essence supporter, I wouldn't be too too uh, distressed about it, to be honest. Um, take the names out of the way, like Madden and Wellman would be great players for them. But they'll, they'll probably cut the board numbers down. Um, I think they've got too many on. I don't think it's a crisis in that situation. The CEO is obviously not aligned with the new president. He um, he spoke very well yesterday and has moved on. They'll get another CEO, not an issue. Get another commercial financial officer, no problem. Um, they just got to find the right coach and find the right coach um, to give them the players a bit of direction. And, uh, and we've spoken about on this show about how poorly they've defended all year. Um, so they need some uh, fixing up, but they've got some talent on their list. So... 
I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Essendon. Um, I think a lot of people in Melbourne are uh, actually enjoying uh, what they're seeing from the outside because obviously one of the big clubs, they'd you know, like to see them down, especially the Carlton Collingwood supporters. But um, no, I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom for Essendon. I think, uh, uh, I think they'll get over this hurdle pretty quickly and uh, find the right coach and away they go. What is the right coach? Do they go back to experience? Do they pick another younger fellow? Because there's the results of the last grand finals of people that are you know, younger. And, yeah, what do you, what's the right coach? Yeah, it's a good question. No, I think probably David uh, Barham said, you know, an experienced coach and it's probably locked him in a corner a bit. But, I mean, the Craig McRae model, a guy that's Fagan who's been experienced in the system for, I think, Kingsley you know, is one that's, been 16 years uh, in the system, now it's going to GWS. So I think someone who's got a lot of experience doesn't necessarily have to have coached, but they've got to go through a rigorous process. They can't just give it to James Hurd, say, or just hope there's a silver bullet. There's no silver bullet. And I think that they've got to, they've got to work out, and what surprised me with clubs haven't gone through a lot of interviews with clubs. They don't really know what they want. They just... That, interview the person, they go, oh yeah, he's the right guy. I think they've got to set down criteria that they want. What do they want out of their coach? There's probably 10 different aspects of the coaching and that includes selling the club and the marketing and how you handle media etc, etc. But prioritise. What are the three or four key things that they want from their coach? Probably, um, you know, with its game plan, the way that, you know, the style of play, uh, development, etc, um, etc. Et and grill that the people have a rigorous process and find the best person for it. And uh, and they'll be surprised. There'll be someone, whether it's Adam Muse or whether it's uh, whether it's a Ross Lyon or whether it's a Mark Williams, I don't know. But make sure that they've got their ducks in a row about what they want and go through a rigorous process. Well put. Uh, Rocket in closing, it's finals time. What about for your club that you're coaching over there in uh, in Melbourne? Finals for you? Yeah, we're the first final this week. Uh, we... Um, Lost another. We've lost our best three midfielders. Oh, so, yeah. so we're um, so we've done really well. To the injuries we've had. I know the players have been terrific. So, but uh, now we've got a tough one this week. But anyway, they've showed a lot of character. So, hopefully, we might be able to get up. The Tigers, isn't it, North Baldwin? No, nah, it's just Baldwin. Just um, Baldwin, as in the Skyhook song, uh, Baldwin calling. Yes. So, um, so uh, yeah, the Tigers. Uh, so we're. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's the first final this week. So, fingers crossed, mate. Yep, hope, uh, hope there's a win for your rocket and the season can continue. Thanks for your time this morning. We'll call our heels on the AFL finals and we'll chat next week, hopefully. OK, boys. Have a good one. That's Rodney E. joining us, former AFL player and coach here on Sports Breakfast.